What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. And tonight we're talking Harry Price. Let's get into this. All right. All right. What's up, everybody? What's up? And welcome to the Horror Chronicles podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And with me, as always, my main man, my cohort, JT. What's up? That's right, guys. And uh, as you heard, we're going to be talking about Harry Price tonight. But before that, we're going to get to a little business real quick. Yeah. If you're just watching or listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those great places out there, um, and you're not following our Facebook page, jump over to the Facebook page, join it, start a conversation, join the community there, uh, share things, send us a message if you'd like, and we can probably get you on the podcast. It's very easy to do. We're, yeah. I mean, we could do video calls, phone calls if you're scared to be on video or whatever. Or, you know, Fucking smoke video. signals. Whatever you yeah. want to do, we'll, we'll get figure the, it out. We'll set it up. You guys come on the show, and we'll talk about whatever you want to. Come up with a concept you want to talk about, movie, paranormal, Bigfoot, fucking aliens, whatever. Telepathy. Yes, telepathy. And we'll fucking get you on here, guys. Very easy yeah. to do. So, and we also do a live show. The last Sunday of the month. It used to be Saturday, but we switched it up. We think it's going to be better with the with it on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last Sunday of the month, we do a live episode um, on Facebook. Not really episode, just live Facebook live, live show. man. I'm telling you, yeah. it's awesome. You guys can get in there, start a conversation with get us. Get involved. Live. We can sit there and answer your questions, whatever you want to do. Um, so, yeah, jump on over to the Facebook page, join, and say what's up, guys. Where else can they find us, JT? You can find us every Friday night at 9 Central, 10 Eastern on CraniumRadio.com. CraniumRadio.com. That's my Cranium Radio voice, by the way. Cranium, uh, Radio. Cranium Radio. They got the best music, best DJs on the internet. Yeah, Check guys, them out. Check them out. You guys can listen to them. They have great music. You don't have to listen to them just for us, guys. They support us. We support them. That's the way this horror family works, guys. Hell yeah. Also, we want to give another shout out to Manscaped. Manscaped. I mean, you'll hear about those guys a little bit later in the yeah. business, but uh, shout out to them for supporting the horror fam, too. And uh, also, if you want to peep some of this badass merch we got, Jump on over to tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Type in Horror Chronicles Podcast or Horror Chronicles, our stuff pop up. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a fucking, I mean, they got everything. Cups. And, they got it all. Yeah, stickers, everything, guys. Just, you know, Lacy show your love. underwear for your yeah, women. Yeah. Or yourself, whatever. Or yourself, whatever you, you want to do. Whatever a little you're butter into. on you. <laughs> you know. uh you can check us out on instagram now we have an instagram account we're working on uh, that uh we're working it hard too yeah guys it's, um, <laughs> you know instagram's kind of weird to me because it seems like everything you post has to have a picture involved well we're involved with manscape now so there's no telling what's going to come out of us <laughs> um we're going to show you the progression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Before and after. You can, uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, we're hardly ever on Twitter. We're not tweeters. We're working like on this, guys. We promise you. Uh, YouTube. Be- YouTube's growing like a monster. Yeah, YouTube, guys. We're going to be putting a lot of stuff on there fairly yeah. soon, too. And I'm telling you, I've been, I, I'm so done with not getting out and doing things. I'm beyond ready. Going to conventions, yeah. Um, doing some investigations. It's going to be so much fun. Doing anything, yes. And YouTube is going to be a big thing with that, guys. We're going to put all of our own content on there. So um, there may be some other places I'm going to talk to JT about a little bit later on. Mm. And um, so, with that being said, guys, I'm that's tired the, of the business. That's the fucking business. Get to the point here. So 
as we said, we're going to be talking about Harry Price. Um, we're also going to be talking about um, the Borley Rectory mm-hmm. and some other things like that. Uh, this is actually a really cool concept. Um, JT brought to my attention, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do that, yeah. man. Uh, if you guys don't know who Harry Price is, Harry Price is essentially the godfather of paranormal investigation. Uh, Harry Price was really big into uh, investigating like fraudulent mediums and, uh, of course, haunted places and different things. Uh, anybody in the paranormal field knows exactly who Harry Price is because a lot of the stuff that we do today would not exist if it weren't for him and his intellect, you know, his mind. Yeah. His you know. love for whatever, or his wanting to figure and it his out. his wanting to, you know, he wanted the truth. Yeah, and he wanted it to be out there, so to speak. So, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with everyone, guys, there's always. Um, I mean, there's always. Well, how do I say this? There's goods and bad to everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and we'll get into that a little bit, but we, we're, there's some really cool things that, like JT said, that he brought to light and. That he's done for the paranormal world and, you know. Um, right or wrong, he brought him. Yeah, so there you go. So, so let's get into this guy. So let's get into him. him. Okay. Get into him. Let's dig deep inside of him here. <laughs> he was, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's say he's born January 17th, 19, 1881. Yeah, he's old. Um, Actually, he's dead, but, you he, know. He's older than old. He's dead. But, uh, yeah, and he passed away um, March 29th, 1948. So, so he lived a pretty full life. Pretty good, yeah. So yeah. It was a pretty good little little stint there, you know. Pretty full life of investigating some of the creepier places in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, like Ryan said, you know, he was uh, he was a British psychic researcher is actually what what he was. You know, he he had went through school and and uh, actually worked for uh, worked for the college there and in England and uh, did a lot of strange things, uh, a lot of weird experiments. Um, you know, one of the stories that I had, that I had ran across was he, uh, when he was really young, he was only like 15, he actually wrote a book uh, called The Poltergeist. And it was about his experiences as growing up as a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know this guy's seen a lot of stuff, and he's made up a lot of stuff too. But yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, we'll get you into know, that. Hey, we'll get into that. Nobody's perfect. You know. You know. Uh, but uh, you know, Harry Price. What he's most no- known for is his uh, investigation of the Borley Rectory, <clears throat> which is in Essex, England. Yes, yes. And, uh, and the Borley Rectory is, even still today, is considered one of the most haunted places in England. Yeah, it's, well, was it the most haunted house in England? The, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, and this place is, I mean, the history is just kind of, fuck, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Because it's not just um, the rectory itself, it's the land that it's on. Right. So that's what's cool about this, and we kind of talked about this. And maybe did we? I think we kind of talked about this on the last episode. We talked about how, like, um, you know, we were talking about how the United States isn't necessarily that old. However, the land is. 
Right. So, right. you know, oh, yeah. that comes into complete detail with this place um, because it ne- wasn't necessarily just the, the buildings that were haunted or possessed, so to speak. It, it's the land. Yeah. You know, um, so, and I say that because they want to, well, I don't want to go too far ahead of us here. Let's go ahead and get into what the, you know, rectory was. Okay. You know, well. Where, what it was and, you know, kind of how, you know. So, the Borley Rectory was a house that gained infamy, like I just said, being called the most haunted house in England. Um, of course, Harry Price had a big, you know, effect on why it was called right, that. Right, um, right. But... Really, and it was really because of his investigation into the place, and uh, there was a... Uh, it was like a like a newspaper. Uh, it was called the Daily Mirror. Um, they published the account of his visit to those places. Harry Price actually spent a full year living inside the Borley Rectory. You know, he rented it, yeah, and then he also had 48 investigators that he had hired to come in and yeah. investigate this place throughout the year. Right. Because so, um, it's a fairly large area. He's like four acres. It's got like... Uh, what was it, like 12 or 13 rooms? Yeah, something like that. And stuff yeah. like that. Um, so uh, this place was, you know, the land, like I said, the land is what's really cool about it because it, it was basically a religious, the land was used for religious purposes for years. Right, right. Well, and, you know, like Ryan said, uh, you know, this was like a large Gothic-style uh well, they call them a rectory over there, uh, it, and it was built in this village of Borley. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why they call that a rectory is uh, it was built for uh, the rector, um, and the uh, and a rector is like the priest, priest or the or pastor past, yeah. or whatever yeah. of the area. So they this was actually built to house the... Uh, religious figure of that village however you want to call them uh over there they called them the rector though yep and the guy who started off in here was a rectory bull um Mm. was it harry or his harry or henry one of the two uh, i'm trying to remember now his son oh henry henry yeah henry dawson bull his family moved into it um, they built it, but they also built this on top of an already existing foundation. Okay. Okay. So when they had this place built, um, when they had this place built, it was built on top of an already existing foundation of a place that had burnt and, and got demolished. Uh, and they had known, now this is the rectory guys. Um, like I said, Harry or Henry Bull. They had known, they've heard the stories about, you know, the land being cursed and this and that. But they, you know, they're religious, so they're like, it's it's okay. They built, so then they build this house. And it's like I said, it's got like 13 bedrooms or some shit um, in it. Big place, big place. Because um, he needed it because he had a family of 14. Yeah, 14 kids. It's fucking crazy. Jesus man. Christ, get off of her, man. Hey, man. It's doing the Lord's work. 
Hey, man, I'm just doing... <laughs> the power of cum shot compels you. I'm just doing the Lord's work. Yeah, 14 children. There it is right there. Jesus. So, yeah. So, it needed all that stuff. But anyways, um, so this place, uh, as soon as they got it built, the day they, the day they moved into the place, shit started happening. Well, yeah, goddamn, they had 14 kids. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they would hear, like, uh, disembodied footsteps. They would um, see... Probably one of those creepy-ass kids. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> they would see, uh, like, nuns. Uh, there's, a, there's a story of a nun. And they actually have the... She, what was it? The nuns walk walkway or something like that. Yeah. But anyways, um, the this, widow's walk is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but it was she was a nun. Um, we're going to get into that too. The history of where this nun came. Hey, from. what do nuns and Seven Up have in common? Oh, here we go. Never had it. Never will. Oh. Oh. I'm here all night. <laughs> we're going to get into that too. Um, why, where, where this what? nun? Where this oh. nun came from? This apparition of a nun, and she actually walks. Um, the reason why I call it the nun's walk is she walks outside of the home as well. And, um, you know, the... Yeah, it looks like she walks... Uh, uh, you can see the ghost of a nun at twilight about 40 yards from the house. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... Um, they tried to talk to it. Have yes. Have you not seen the movie? Come on. Well, the, little, the, the kids one day seen her walk seen her walking so they went to go talk to her and she just disappeared whenever they got close to her right in front of her eyes their eyes you know um that they would see um a ghost like stagecoach type thing a black stagecoach being pulled by four phantom black horses and two headless horsemen riding on the coach oh yeah i'm into it pretty badass huh yeah and see, that's why I was talking to you guys about the land, because that's coming up the drive, or what they call it, the track over there, coming up the track to the house, mm -hmm. which is like the drive. So they're seeing some pretty crazy shit, really. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if you're seeing... And this was right after they moved into the place. Yeah, it happened fairly quickly, fairly quickly, you know. Um, now, the story about... We're not going to get too far like into the family's history, I don't think, because we're going to talk about Harry Price a lot on tonight. Um, but we want to talk about this because this is one of the things that made him pretty famous and something that was pretty, you know, significant in his lifetime. Um, but like this family, you know, they seen this stuff and a lot of things happened in this house. Um, he ended up um, becoming very ill, so his son moved his family in, mm -hmm. uh, and that's where. You know, Harry Price came into it because um, he, that family that moved in, called him because they started getting and it, it. It amped up with them, mainly his son's wife. Um, she was the main attack, the person who mainly got attacked in this, and the reason why they ended up calling Price in to investigate and see what was going on because he was well known. Um, but I want to talk about real quick. About the nun that they're seeing. Okay. Because the his did you know the history? Did you look that up? No, I did not. So, like, the history about the nun is that there's a... Um, and this is where the other foundation came from. This is where it comes to, into effect. Right. Supposedly, um, the nun, years and years and years before, had moved to this town and ended up having, having an um, forbidden love and affair with a monk. 
So the nun and the monk were going to, you know, elope off and get married and leave. Well, the town found out about it. Pretty religious town, of course, because, you know, yeah, back then everything was super religious. They found out about it and stopped it. They ended up hanging the, the, the monk publicly. And the nun was supposedly handcuffed to the wall and walled into the basement foundation. Wow. To basically die just of starvation and in the foundation of this place. That's crazy. I got to tell you about this movie from last night. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do that later. But yeah, so that's, that's what happened. To the, that's where the nun comes from. Nice. She was supposed gotcha. to be walled in. Now, walled into the dungeon yes. of the rectory. Now, there was no, I will tell you, there's no uh, evidence that she was over there. That this ever yeah. happened. Right. But of course, back then, it was pretty easy to get rid of shit. Right. So, you know what I mean? Um, well, you know, and, and like we said, you know, there's been several people who've moved into this yes. place. Like, you know, Ryan had said that the the first rector, uh, he passed away in 1892. Well, then his son, Henry, uh, Henry took over, and he ended up, staying in the rectory until 1927 when he died. Uh, after that, it became vacant again. But the following year, uh, a reverend guy, Eric Smith, and his wife moved into the house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where we were talking about Smith. Smith's wife started seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, there was a story about uh, one time while she was cleaning out a cupboard, uh, she came across a brown paper package. Uh, inside this brown paper package was the skull of a young woman. Yes. And this is where, too... In the rectory? Yes. And this is... What was the other guy into? Who, yeah. You know? Well, Man. and then this is where... So. Um, now, when Henry was there, or Harry was a junior, basically Henry Jr., when he was there, he had called in Vincent... Vincent, Vincent Price. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> he called in Harry. Um, and um, look at that. Harry Bull, Harry Price. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, he and had then called this him other in. Guy. He had called him in. And this is where we're leading up to why, when, when Harry came in to, and rented a place for a year. Because after that, this family decided to move out and just put it up for rent. So, well, Harry. Well, Harry actually convinced them to rent it out to him for a year. Um, once he heard about the skull being found, he had asked them to rent it out to them for a year. Well, and then again, there's another story about uh, this uh, guy Smith, his wife, seeing a horse-drawn carriage at night yep. coming up the drive. Which is what people were been Which, claiming for years. Uh, yes. So yes. Um, so he contacted the Daily Mirror. Mm-hmm. And then they contacted, you know, they contacted the, the Society for Psychical Research. Which we're going to get into. Now, if you remember earlier, we were talking about uh, Harry, Harry Price starting his own uh, he called it the National Laboratory of Psychical Research, mm -hmm. and he did that 
because he did not believe in the Society for Psychical Research. The Society for Psychical Research is a big uh, uh, organization. organization in England that still practices today. But Harry Price had different beliefs than them, so he started his own psychical research company to kind of facts, facts. go against what they were claiming. Yeah, and, and this, this is where it's going to get interesting, guys. But before that, we're going to get into a little business here and uh, hear a little shout-out from our sponsors. What's up, guys? Are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer during this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors at Manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Hell yeah, Manscaped. They're the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Then that, people need it. That's right. <laughs> you guys, that's right. And let me tell you something, guys. They have such great things for you, like the crop the, the crop preserver, the ball deodorant, guys. Let me tell you something. Smells awesome. Makes your nuts feel great. I'm telling you, my wife loves it. She loves it, loves the smell of it. She wants to sniff them just because I put it on there, son. Hell yeah, hell it's yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend the ball deodorant for everyone, I'm telling you guys. Yeah, uh, you know, they got uh, the Crop uh, Reviver Ball Toner. It's a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven. That's right. With That's... their aloe vera and hazel extracts. Don't forget that foot duster, guys. Keep your stanky-ass feet from smelling. <laughs> Get your stink feet off of me. <laughs> Make your feet smell fresh, guys. Hell you know yeah. That. And let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. <laughs> The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology. No nicks, no cuts, no blood on your nuts. That's right, guys. That's right. Don't and um, don't forget, guys, that all of these formulas are all vegan, culture free, dye free, sulfate free, paraben free, so you know their products are legit. And right now, you guys can get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Just put in the promo code HORRORFAM. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-F-A-M. HORRORFAM. Get yourself 20% off. That's right, guys. And whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something that they will actually use and almost surely get you a laugh. Hell yeah. So again, guys, like we said, go on over to manscaped.com. Manscaped.com get you 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code HORRORFAM, H-O-R-R-O-R-F-A-M. That's right, yeah. guys. Horror and be fam. the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. <laughs> That's right, guys. Manscaped.com. Check them out. All right. Shout out to Manscaped. But Love anyways, guys. Shit, yeah. Your balls will thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys. Uh, so, yeah, this is where um, Harry Price comes into this and how the legend of the most haunted house in England comes into effect here. Um, so, yeah. basically. Yeah, so on June 10th of 1929, this newspaper, the Daily Mirror, uh, sent a reporter who, uh, who wrote the first in a series of articles detailing this mysterious rectory in Borley. Uh, the paper also 
arranged for Harry Price, who they knew as a paranormal researcher, uh, to make his first visit to the house. And he arrived at the house on June 12th. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, this is kind of, we're going to get into this a little bit with him um, once we start going with further story. But, mm-hmm. yeah, immediately, as soon as he got there, stuff started happening. Um, you know, kind of like poltergeist activity, basically. Right, right. I mean, he was seeing some strange stuff, you know, like throwing of stones and different objects. Uh, he was seeing uh, spirit messages and you know, on mirrors and stuff like that. Um, but the interesting thing about this is, is as soon as Price left, everything stopped. So we have talked about that numerous times about energy. Yeah. We always talk about energy and how certain people can manifest certain things depending on their frame of mind, their age, their, mm-hmm. you know, puberty level, you know, because we hear a lot about poltergeist activity, uh, and children. usually it's around small, hell, I don't want to say small, but like children that are... Younger children. Younger children that are, like, going through that change, yeah. and going through puberty and stuff like that, because there's so much energy involved in that. And that energy can't be destroyed. It's got to manifest itself somewhere. Yeah. So there's there's some belief out there that, you know, that's how a lot of this stuff happens is, you know, oh, my God, I got a boner. Well, now the clock just fell off the wall. Happens at my it's house all the time. Probably because I just hit it with my massive boner. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. No, them's just jokes. Uh, but yeah, you I don't know, have a clock on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh. But yeah, you know, the thing is, too, guys, and I know I'm the same way with you. We've had the same conversation about uh, the Warrens. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, now, and as a matter of fact, the the Smith's wife in this said that she believed that he was falsifying things and. Um, you know, I'm just going to – I, I got to be 100% with it, you know? Yeah, Because yeah. you guys know I do believe in these things, and but I also believe that um, certain people who are in the business of making money off of this will eventually do some shit that's shady. Possibly. Uh, eventually. 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 Now, um, with this, he's the, uh, not only did the Smith's wife uh, accuse him of this, but – some people from the society themselves said they witnessed some things that right, were, right. you know, a little shady. You know, which is really weird when you read stories like that, because when you think about Harry Price's background, how he was always, like, trying to... Uh-huh. Uh, Beware you stare into the abyss because you may become the abyss. Right, right. Because he was he was always the one that was going out and trying to find like mediums that were doing fraudulent fake, stuff, and, fakes and stuff. You know, and like calling people out all the time for you know trickery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Harry Price was really big into magic and conjuring. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into that at a young age and was really good at it. He was really good at sleight of hand and different stuff. So. And that leads us to one of his close friends was another guy along the same realm, and that was Harry Houdini. 
Harry Houdini did the same thing. Now, we all know Harry Houdini is this fantastic musician, but Harry Houdini was obsessed with the paranormal and the afterlife. Magician. And, uh, he said uh, musician. Musician. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got music on my brain. He's been playing. Uh, I've been playing with myself. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Uh, just ask the clock. Um, but anyway, uh, so he was, uh, he was really good friends with Harry Houdini, and Harry Houdini did the same kind of stuff. He would go to these seances and these different like psychic mediums, and he would call them out, and he would figure out how they were doing stuff because he was a magician. He knew mm-hmm. how to do those kind of things. So it was very easy, and Harry Price was the same way. In fact, Harry Price, like I said, was friends with Houdini. And now, did they ever do any of those stuff together? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You, you know. know. Um, but you know, I just I don't want I just want to make sure we're keeping everything hundred on here. You know, and even some of the kids, because like I said, they had fourteen kids in the first family. Even some of the kids were like, I don't remember any of this shit. Yeah. 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 You know. So who knows? Um, everything. I kind of I had this conversation a little bit ago with somebody. Maybe they weren't open to it. Well, yeah, and my thing I had this conversation a little bit ago with somebody. And I'm like, they're like talking about history and things like that. And they're like, oh, well, so-and-so was this tall and this, you know, this weighed this much and this is what happened. I'm like, how do you guys know all this? You know, that was fucking 700 years ago. Because science told us. Yeah, science told you that, so that's how you know, huh? 700 years ago? I'm like, we really don't know. Yeah. None of us really know what happened, especially with shit like this. Because, like I say all the time, when it comes to this kind of shit, it's all personal experiences. It is. To me, the you got to find out if someone's a bullshitter or if they're not a bullshitter. And if you're not a bullshitter and you tell me something, then I'm going to believe you. You know, you can tell usually if someone's just making some shit up. Like my seven-year-old constantly makes shit up all the time. <laughs> so I know he's fucking full of shit telling me stuff. Always so Harry stuff. Price acted like a seven-year-old. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> um. You know, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that Harry Price was a bullshitter. Was he a little fraudulent with some stuff? Eh, possibly. What well, they possibly. call that when you kind of put a little bit more into it? He embellished, embellished a lot. A, yes, he embellished, he embellished a, a embellished stories a lot, and he was really good at it. And you got to think about his background. You know, we just talked about how he was into magic and conjuring and stuff. He knew, he knew what to do and when to do it and how to do it to make people believe it. You know, I believe in magic. I believe in a thing called love. I I believe in a thing called love. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I've seen those pictures. I know how you think about love. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, you know, for all the, you know, if you really get into Harry Price and start looking at some of the stuff, yeah, I'm sure there was some embellishment there. But you got to look at the bigger picture with him. He opened so many people's minds. Yeah, he opened the to door the up. possibilities of the paranormal. He put it out there to the nation. Nationwide, you know, he put it out there to where people actually start talking about it. Right. 
Right. You know, sometimes it takes someone being boisterous and, you know, just kind of, like you said, braggadocious almost about it to get someone to freaking listen to people a to listen and look it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm constantly <laughs> talking about my nuts. <laughs> Which are well shorn right now. Fuck yeah, and they smell stupendous. Because I'm manscaped. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, sometimes it takes someone to put themselves out there and to, you know, just say, fuck it. Uh, I don't care. I may be embellishing this a little bit, maybe a little outlandish sounding, but it's going to open people's ears and eyes to the situation, to what we're talking about. So, I mean, I understand to a point. Um, it, it just... For some, to me, um, I look at the evidence of the entire thing. So he may have said some things that were a little bit embellished. Right. However, there's a reason why he was there in the first place. There is. There is. And that. And is, there's so many other people involved exactly. in this place that. You know, maybe he did embellish some stories to get some extra news coverage. But, like I said before, the stories that happened before and after him yeah. really have nothing to do with him. So there's a little bit of truth in everything. Yeah. yeah. So it all starts from somewhere. Somewhere, something happened enough to make someone embellish a little bit. So if I tell you Ryan sucks a mean dick, uh, I sniffed a little bit of truth to that. I sniffed it one time. That was it. <laughs> all I did was uh, smell it. Uh, would you just look at it? Would you, would you just look at it? Would you just look? Oh, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. Oh, you ever watch the show Monk? I have, yeah. Have, okay, you know the captain in that show? Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Ted Levine. Uh-huh. You know who he is? Who? He Wait was... Fucking blew my mind, dude. Go ahead. He was fucking Buffalo Bill in yes. Silence of the Lambs. That's right, that's right, that's I right. I had no that's idea. Right. I just found that out the other day, dude. I, I seen that And I was like, no. And I started pulling shit up and look. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I seen that on Facebook or something the other day. Not too much Best scene that. he ever did was when he tucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that tucker. Uh, uh, yes, that little uh, tucker. I've done that before, too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you dance in front of the mirror? While you no, we took a picture of it. Sent that all of Chris's, oh! all of man, and Chris's friends, and they're like, "Who's that chick?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. Oh my god! I swear to God, 100 percent true story. You text Hell my yeah. old lady right now and ask Hell her. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get back into our story here. <laughs> I just had a fucked up vision go through my head. Yeah, you know he wants to. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, Price was there for a year, be it Vincent or Harry. Um, <laughs> so the following year, uh, Reverend Lionel Foister, Foster, what, however you say that. Foister. Foister. <laughs> it's Australian for beer. Foister. Uh, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a first cousin of the Bulls. <laughs> Bull Shannon. Bullshitting. Uh, <laughs> Bullshitting. Uh, anyway, he uh, he and his wife uh, move into the rectory uh, with their adopted daughter, Adelaide. And uh, in October of 1930, uh, Lionel Foster wrote an account of various strange incidents that had happened, you know, 
between the time the Fosters moved in in October of 35. Uh, and he sent it to Harry. You know, and, it, and then he sent us info to Harry Price. Uh, these included stuff like uh, bell ringing. Um, yeah, see, this you is know, cool. this place, this place is, a, uh, is a rector, so it possibly had a church bell. Is that the bell ringing that they heard? No, Maybe. And, and then Maybe. also the servant bells. The ah, the servant bell. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's gotcha. what it was. Um, uh, window shattering, throwing of stones and bottles. Uh, wall writing and uh, locking of their daughter in a room with no key. And the thing about the um, the servant bell ringing thing is, is that the wire had been cut supposedly. So they didn't. So there anyone. was there was no link for them to be able to pull it because you know with the old servant bells they would pull it. Yeah, they'd pull a rope and it would ring the servant bell down below. Yeah. But supposedly the wires weren't cut. There was nothing to connect to it. They still heard the ring. You know. But God. they got an adopted daughter, and you know maybe she's just down there ringing the bell, going, "I'm not gonna fuck with these people." <laughs> I would love to go and check that shit out. Oh yeah, yeah, hell I'll yeah. Cool. Eventually, maybe, hopefully down the road, we'll uh, see what happens. You know, and uh, Marion Foster, she, you know, she had told her husband about all kinds of like poltergeist phenomena that that you know she had seen. Uh, which included her being thrown from her bed. Yeah, I see the same guy running out of the house when you came home. Yeah. <laughs> I got thrown from my bed. I just seen the guy. I, I know I got thrown out of the bed. All of a sudden, I seen the guy running out of the house. <laughs> no, honey, that was a ghost. I swear. <laughs> it was a sex ghost. Damn succubus. Gets me every time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Suck you, bitch. Uh, so, so uh, Foster, guys know how we Foster tried to conduct an exorcism, but his efforts were fruitless. Uh, in the middle of the first exorcism, he was struck in the shoulder by a fist-sized stone. Yeah. I uh, wonder who threw that. <laughs> don't be throwing stones in glass houses. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, because of the publicity, the Daily Mirror... Uh, these incidents attracted the attention of several psychic researchers. And like Ryan had said earlier, you know, Harry Price had 48 paranormal investigators in this place. Yep. 48. That's a bunch. Yes, I don't care how fucking big this place is. That's a ton. You know, because even with... Um even with, like, Waverly Hills and places like that, when, you know, like, taps would go in or something, they didn't have that many fucking people. No. No. You know? Which, real quick. Oh, did you see the episode? Oh. Where Jason had to go to the hospital? You, which one? You talking about, what are you talking about? Uh, Supernatural? No, no. Oh. I'd never be talking about Supernatural. <laughs> I'm getting ready to. No, no, no. I was watching uh, Ghost Nation last night, and... Uh, Jason Hawes ended up having to go to the hospital right in the middle of an investigation. Oh, yeah? I mean, they called an ambulance and took his ass to the hospital. Oh, shit. Yeah. I I didn't catch the end of that story, though, so I don't know what really happened. But all I know is he had to stay the night in the hospital, and uh, uh, Dave and uh, Steve, and there's a girl that works with him. I don't remember her name. His daughter? That was an older woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember her name, but anyway, they had to investigate this place by themselves. Damn. 
It was yeah, some well, big factory, too. I was going to talk about it uh, real quick. I kind of mentioned Waverly Hills, so that's because I watched uh, – this is another reason I like it, though. I was watching Supernatural, and uh, they had needed a bunch of souls. They had to find a bunch of souls to uh, make this fucking, like, soul – thing to fucking be able to kill some darkness thing or whatever. Anyways. Because I got soul in the super bag. So they go to Waverly Hills. Nice. To collect souls. The soul I was like, collector. Dude, it's pretty cool, man. I, I was like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking Hell cool. Yeah. I, I like how they incorporate shit in that show, man. Yeah. It's really cool to me. Anyways. So, anyway. The Daily <laughs> Mirror, you know, had uh, put this out there and it attracted all these psychic researchers. Uh who ended up showing up at this place and doing their own investigations. What's interesting about this is for all the flack that Harry Price got for being a charlatan and a fraud and all this, all these, um, these investigators came out there and after the investigation were unanimous in suspecting that there were, you know, that yeah. they were caused continuously and uncontinuously by Miriam Foster. Now, <laughs> how could she possibly cause all these incidents to happen? Well, <laughs> these are the questions. If you look into it, too, like supposedly she admitted later that she was uh, having an affair with some guy that was working there. Or well, it was a sex ghost. Yes, and uh, that... She had made up the paranormal things to cover up for her liaisons with this guy. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, like I said, I think that when it comes to things like this, you're talking about energy. Uh-huh. So you got to think yeah. about it like this. The way I look at it is these entities, certain entities feed off of negativity. If you're living in a home where you're cheating on your significant other and all the shadiness is going on, it's a lot of negativity that can lead into paranormal experiences with all that, you know, hostility and, you know, negativity in the house. It seems like a perfect way for that stuff to happen, you know. But that's just my, that's not my outlook on it. Yeah, so... I I agree with you. You know, it's um with things like this as far as saying someone's bullshit and they're making up, I don't know cuz I haven't talked to this wasn't, person. Wasn't there. Yeah, and I ha- and I haven't had a chance to look them in the eye and be like, "So what'd you see?" And then look me in the right. eye and try to tell me what they saw without being a bullshitter, without my fucking right. bullshit meter right. going, ah, this, yeah, it's Yeah, this motherfucker. Yeah, you know, so. I'm surprised he still talks to me. Yeah, I um, fucking bullshit meter. Yeah. He's he's how I recalibrate my he's, bullshit yeah. meter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the motherfucker's going off big time. <laughs> Fuck out of here, JT. Uh, with your fucking bullshit. <laughs> so anyway, the Fosters end up leaving the Bordley Rectory uh, because of uh, Lionel Foster. He got really ill, and they ended up moving out. Well, and that's when Harry Price comes in and spends a, a year, year. Along with 48 others. Along with 48 investigators. Oh, 48 official, official observers. Yeah. You know, uh... So, quick question. Is this where they got the idea for House on the Hill? Or the Haunting... Is House on the Hill? 
I don't think so. Because it wasn't in the whole concept, too. Or no, not House on Haunted Hill. Legend of Hell House. What's the one where uh, where they come and they stay? It's got Liam Neeson in it. Oh, that's the haunting. The that's haunting. the haunting of uh, Hull House. That's Hull House. Yeah, Is the haunting or whatever. Uh, but it's kind of the same. He invites, you know. Uh, maybe. These yeah, people maybe. in to kind of say their experiences. And- right, right. And that's that's exactly what Price did. He he wanted to go and investigate this place, so he rented this place for a year. Uh, he took out a, a year-long rental agreement with a company called Queen Anne's Bounty, uh, who actually own the property now. Uh, you know, so he ended up moving in there on... He, well, he took possession of the property on May 25th of 1937, and he spent a year there, uh, and at different times, he, like we said, had all these different people coming in. Most of them were students, uh, they, you know, stay there mostly on the weekends and do the, do these investigate overnight investigations and stuff. They had all kinds of seances and mediums and different people come in just to try and prove that this place was truly yeah. haunted. More eyes you get in there, the yeah. you know, better tests, see if it's just, you know, paranormal or bullshit, basically. You know, you got, the more people you have in there, the more you can prove. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they had a, uh, they had a, a medium come in, uh, Helen Glanville, and she did what what they call a planchette seance. Seance. Uh, seance. Uh, which I think is French. But uh, 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 Price reported that she made contact with two spirits, the first of which was that of a young nun who identified herself as Mary Larie. Marie Larie. Oh, sorry. Marie Larie. Marie Larie. It's kind of a weird name, but okay. <laughs> uh, so that kind of, if this woman, now here's the thing. Did this did this medium know the story of the nun? That I told earlier. This is, right. this, this is the nun that I was talking about earlier. Right. So if this lady did not know that, kudos to her. She's a hell of a fucking medium. Well, see, my thing, and that's my thing with mediums too, and we kind of, we talked about this before. It's like, uh, how do you trust some? Because nowadays, unless someone just completely has no idea who they're getting ready to go talk to and no idea where they're going, you know, they can look you up on Facebook beforehand. Now, not now, not during this time. Right. But nowadays, you know, you can't really, unless it's going to be a completely surprise, they don't know my name, they don't know where I live, they're blindfolded, drove to where I'm at, and we meet for the first time. Yeah. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to right. say that something's right. legit because, I mean, otherwise, they can look up anything they need to. Like when people say, oh, I called a psychic on the phone. It's like, really? Did you give them your name first and everything? Yeah. So they're scrolling through your Facebook page on the other side. Was it Mrs. Cleo? Oh, I see that you're – I'm feeling that you're having um, relationship 
problems. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just saying this on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But now, at this point in time, who knows? Right. Was this, right. I mean, this legend of the nun was fairly popular. Right. You know, so, right. So maybe she did know about it, but, yeah. you know. Who knows? I, it was interesting that, you know, they they claim that this uh, Marie Larie was a French nun who left her religious order and traveled to England to marry a member of the Wald, Waldgrave family. Ooh. Now, I didn't think that nuns could get married. What well, daddy don't know won't hurt him. But I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe maybe things were different back then. But, oh, shit. Uh, but anyway, this Waldgrave family were the owners of the Borley uh, the Borley's uh, 17th century manor house called Borley Hall. And according to legend, she yes. uh, she was murdered in an older building oh, on the site nun. of the rectory. That's right. This is different than I remember now. And her body was either buried in the cellar or thrown into a disused well. That's right. This is a different nun. This happened again. That's right. Uh, and she was actually murdered by her husband. Killed. Nice. Killed. He killed, killed her. It killed. Sorry, I've been watching Fortune Fire. So, but, you know, they talk about wall writings and stuff, and they were alleged to be her pleas for help. Mm-hmm. This nun that had been walled in. Uh, it, it's claimed that the, the writings on the wall were, Marianne, please help me get out. Please help me get out of here. So, the second spirit to be contacted identified himself as Sunex Amers and claimed that he would be set fire, or that he would yeah. set fire to the rectory at nine o'clock that night, uh, which was in March of 1938. He also said that at that time the bones of a murdered person would be revealed. <laughs> Hey, it's my birthday. Sorry, I was reading ahead. <laughs> so, on February 27th of 1939... Well, not the 1939, but February 27th is my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> the new owner of the rectory, Captain W.H. Gregson, w. was unpacking boxes and accidentally knocked over an oil lamp in the hallway. Burnt that bitch down. <laughs> A fire quickly ensued and burnt that bitch down. <laughs> That's what the official records say, anyway. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, so this place, you know, has a very... Yeah, very uh, dark, uh, disturbing past. And Mm -hmm. we, you know, Harry Price brought that out to light, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, whether or not it's haunted, who knows? You know, yeah. I would probably say it is. There's a lot of history there, a lot of yeah. history of the land. Um, There's a lot of information out there about the Borley Rectory uh, on both sides of the fence. Uh, a lot of people still believe to this day that it's the most haunted house in England. Um, there's some good uh, videos out there on YouTube about it. Yeah, There's a watch lot of a bunch people of that believe it's all a hoax. Yeah, and they, we said it before, guys. Same thing with, you know, the Warrens. Now, we know that they weren't a hoax, but that a lot of it was embellished. That's how my outlook on it is. Now, 
you know, give or take. You got to take the good with the bad, you know. Um, Ed Lorraine Warren, Harry Price, they brought eyes and ears to this field, which yeah. is a field that we love, um, we like talking about. Um, now, did they embellish some things? Probably. Probably so. Um, did they make some money off of some shit? Well, I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure. You know, um, and yeah, that they're going to have to take that up with whatever – you know, their maker or whatever they say when they pass, they'll deal with it. Now, does that, you know, to me, it's a, it's whatever it is. It is what it is. You know, they put out all this great information. They got eyes and ears on this, on this, and they helped inspire movies that we love to watch, um, stories we love to read. So it is what it is. I yeah. don't think they necessarily hurt anyone. In the process, um, maybe they did as far as like uh, making things actually happen. Yeah, yeah. By um, being a little aggressive with some mm-hmm. things, so I know that's a discussion we are going to have for sure, especially about Definitely. the Warrens, because Definitely. we're going to be doing a big multi-episode thing on mm-hmm. a lot of shit with that. So one thing I want to bring up about Harry Price, uh, Harry Price had. Uh, been in this uh, organization, you can say, uh, called the Ghost Club. Uh, Ryan doesn't really know anything about this. I kind of looked into it a little bit. The Ghost Club, what what was so interesting to me about the Ghost Club is the club has its roots in Cambridge uh, back in 1855. And it was... Uh, it was created by these fellows at Trinity College uh, who began doing discussions about ghosts and psychic phenomenon. Uh, it was actually launched officially in London in 1862. And it had such people in there, of course, Harry Price, and some other names that you may know. Charles Dickens was part of this club, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was a member of this club. And basically what it was is it was a bunch of people that would get together and they would discuss ghost stories, psychic phenomenon, the paranormal, and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, the, the ghost club ran for, you know, like I said, it was, it was dreamed up in 1855, uh, actually started in 1862, but it disbanded in the 1870s following the death of Charles Dickens. Now, it was brought back in 1882, and that was through some people that had to do with the Society of Psychical Research. Harry Price got involved in the early or late 1800s, and uh, the membership for this was really small, it said they had 82 members over 54-year span. Wow. And originally, there were no women invited into the club until Harry, Harry Price became a part of it, and yeah. he opened the door to women. Bring the women in here. Um, yeah. That sounded bad. There weren't any women involved until Harry Price got there. Uh, <laughs> so let him in. Uh, it was just uh, it, it was an interesting 
kind of like interesting you were, concept. What was cool is, is the club was actually revived on All Saints Day, which is yeah. November 1st. Um, so it's kind of like 1882. So it's kind of like uh, the original, um, like ghost teams, ghost hunting team, paranormal mm-hmm. teams, you know? It's the original ghost hunters. Bam, there you go, guys. It's the original Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Shakilaka, how you like that? Who are you going to call? Harry Price. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, guys, look into so, it. It's, so, yeah, uh, there's some cool, cool uh, information out there about all of this stuff. Yeah. You guys should We're definitely just here check to it open out. your mind to it. Open your mind and your Because there's so much to the story w- that we can't really talk about all of it. It, it would just, uh, this would be a four-hour episode. I know we've had those before, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're not doing one. that tonight. Yeah, guys. Um, um, look into it, guys. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a fun something for you guys yeah. to look into and have some good time with it. Um and who knows, maybe if you find some stuff out that is uh, changed on it or some cool other shit, send us a message and we can talk about it. Um, or maybe you think we embellish some stuff. Ooh. Brought full circle. But yeah, guys, um, just hit us up with it. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to be the show for tonight. Um, we love you guys, as always. Thank you for uh, all your support. Thank you for being part of this horror fam. And uh, most importantly... As always, until next time, keep it creepy. Peace,